Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Audrey, and I'm your host. It might feel like things are falling apart, but they're actually falling into place. We wanted to open with this quote because we know how overwhelming it can be when divorce forces you to deal with finance, legal jargon, and so many other things that are probably outside of your comfort zone. The most reliable kind of divorce professional won't just help you feel like things are not falling apart. She'll organize all the details, put them into place for you, and get you moving down the right path toward the fresh start and comfortable future that you deserve. We really do think you deserve the best, and that's why we're so excited to introduce you to Karen Sparks, one of the top certified divorce financial analysts in the country. Karen's insights and full command of the challenges a woman faces in divorce will give you the tools you need to keep building a bright future regardless of where you are in your divorce journey. Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle is a weekly podcast, so make sure you subscribe to keep up with new episodes we're curating to help empower and uplift you as you embrace your fresh start. This podcast is for you, so join our Facebook group, Worthy Women in Divorce, to let us know what you think and what you want to hear. You can also get more at worthy.com slash podcast. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with Karen. When you sell a piece of jewelry, you can't control how much it's worth, but you can make sure that you're selling smart with a team of experts and advocates behind you at Worthy. Your engagement ring can be a financial asset that allows you to embrace a new and fulfilling life after divorce. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to learn more. I'm very excited to be joined in this episode by Karen Sparks, who is a certified divorce financial analyst. She has been working in the field for over 20 years, and she is really changing the way that other people are doing this same job. And we just love her approach, and we're so excited to share how she helps people navigate financial issues during the divorce process, after the divorce process. You're going to hear all about it on this episode. So welcome to the podcast, Karen. Audrey, thank you so much for having me. I feel blessed to be here and I'm very excited to share with your listeners all the information that I've gained through the course of my practice and give them some insight into the subject of divorce finances and how they should journey through that. Well, I feel blessed to have you here because I have to tell you, I had a little bit of anxiety when I started thinking how I was going to introduce you because I I don't think we've had a guest on who has quite as much experience and so much expertise under her belt. um, I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So for our listeners who might not be familiar with you, why don't you start by giving just a little short overview of who you are and what you do? All right. Well, professionally, I have been practicing as a certified divorce financial analyst for almost the past eight to nine years. Prior uh, to that, my educational journey uh, took me to law school where I obtained my law degree. I don't uh, currently practice law and I'm not licensed to do so, uh, but I do use that knowledge and that understanding to help inform the financial discussions that I'm having with my clients. So I think it gives a lot of breath and depth to what I do. On the personal side, I am the very proud mother of a rising senior at Northwestern University in uh, the state of Illinois in the United States. And uh, she's a graduating uh, engineering major next year. So very, very proud of her and the young woman she's becoming. So I want to plug her a little bit. 
we're so excited that you're here to share all of your expertise and I just, I love, this is the second time I've heard about your daughter. I just love when you include a little bit of her story because I think, you know, so many of us are successful beyond our careers. And I think your daughter's time at university right now is just such a beautiful reflection of kind of the 360 look at your success. So I want you to tell us a little bit about the services that you offer your clients. You're the principal and owner of divorce financial strategist. So tell us a little bit about how that works. You know, absolutely. Uh, I practice primarily as a certified divorce financial analyst. So I do not engage in other practice areas of wealth management or anything else. I'm totally laser focused on guiding my families through all of the allocations and all of the strategies and all of the planning that is involved in the area of divorce finances. And my practice intersects with a lot of different areas of it, which I'd just like to take a few minutes to outline for you, if you don't mind. Absolutely. I review and draft pre- and post-natural agreements, looking at the financial issues of what that couple is trying to achieve. And I think it's very important that for those couples that are considering those types of documents, that you engage the appropriate professional to make sure that you are including all of the contingencies and things that could possibly come up so that document can serve your relationship as best as possible. Mm -hmm. Of course, the core of what I do is the financial analysis and review. We also put together the uh, settlement projections for my clients. Uh, Oftentimes, they come to me in conjunction with working with either a mediator or with counsel. And if that is the case, our goal in our sessions together is to make sure that we are journeying through each of the areas, the financial areas of that marital bucket and making sure that we're reaching consensus and agreement and understanding on what we are doing. Key to that process is making sure that we're taking care of the tax implications and we're looking at any areas that could affect uh, real estate and any of the other retirement assets. We're looking at valuation of those. It is a multifaceted approach that I use, but I also level it so that we're going through it at a pace. I'm not leaving anybody behind. We're all tracking together because the cornerstone of my practice is to make sure that individuals are informed and engaged in this process. And when they walk away, they understand exactly what happened and why it happened. Right. You know, something that really stands out to me about the way that you talk about working with your clients is you say families a lot. I just love that because so many professionals, they have their client and they're serving their client. And I think the way that you look at it, it's like you you see the whole picture. You're seeing the numbers. You're seeing the emotion behind the situation. And you're able to look at the big picture of who the other people are involved. I think that's so refreshing. And I just, I love that. And I also think, you know, you you mentioned so many different things here that can be so overwhelming for somebody who's going through this. And, you know, you might be at the very beginning of your divorce journey. And some of these things may sound totally foreign to you, which is exactly why you need someone like Karen who can make sure that all of your bases are covered and, and that you you know all of the details and are mindful of what's to come and, and how to best handle it. Absolutely. And because I think this illustrates the journey that I like to take my families through when they're working with me, I'd like to quote from an excerpt from a book that I contributed to last year that was published, The Stress-Free Divorce. And I, I just think this sort of capsulizes where I like people 
to eventually start and begin. Yeah, this sounds like a book everybody can get into. (laughs) Absolutely. But before we get into that in a larger sense, I just wanted to quote from it for just a Uh little bit here. So knowledge reduces stress. The absence of stress leads to more informed decisions. The ability to make informed decisions results in an atmosphere of confidence and peace of mind. Peace of mind allows you to live life strong during and after divorce. That is an excerpt from my contribution to the book, The Stress-Free Divorce. I love that. But I just think that that really capsulizes the purpose and journey that I try to take my families through. Right. I think, you know, what you're talking about in, in that piece is this idea that being aware of what's going on allows you to be confident and have that strength and that power. And I think for so many people, this is a time where you don't feel any of that. It feels like things are really out of your control. And I just think it's amazing that you're really able to provide your clients with that peace of mind that you were talking about because they know that you're there helping them cover all of their bases. I'm so glad you read that. No, no problem. And I and I think that because it is such an overwhelming topic, you hear a lot of things. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of information on the internet. There's a lot of information coming at someone considering uh, going through divorce. Mm-hmm. And I think it's appropriate to slow that process down a little bit. And working with me, I'm going to make sure we do that because we need to slow it down. Sometimes it takes off from the station. Right. From an experiential and a reactionary point of view. All of a sudden, things are happening or folk who care a lot about you are speaking into your life. And Uh so you need to to turn the noise down a little bit and sort of focus on this. And I I try to make sure that we're doing that as we're coming through a lot of some very complicated and challenging issues um, in some of my uh, client family cases. Right. So you had mentioned earlier that you have a law degree and you're not practicing or licensed currently, but I think, you know, this is, one way that you're really able to help your clients beyond what other CDFAs might be able to do. So I'm really interested to know how your your law degree contributes to what you provide for your clients. Well, first of all, from a psychological point of view, I understand both sides of the picture. Mm -hmm. There is, of course, a financial analysis side. In some cases, there may be a therapy side, depending on what's needed in that particular journey. But there's also a court side to the process, and there's also a paperwork side to that process. And so just being able to give them some guidance, let them know what they can be looking at. A lot of times, individuals have questions about things that become very challenging, what happens if they have to take that to another level, letting them know what the timing of that may look like if Mm -hmm. they were to, you know, to engage in that. What is that timing? What's the cause and effect financially for you to take that piece of discord to another level and try to get some determinations there? So it, my clients do find it helpful to at least know that they have that kind of knowledge and that kind of experience in the same meeting room with the financial discussion. Absolutely. I can only imagine. That's It's like a bonus. And I yes. also, I think it's amazing what you provide for your clients from so many different sides. You're not just seeing the big picture, but you're looking beyond just the financial aspect. And I think it's a really amazing thing. So I want to know, and I, I think our listeners are probably wondering, when in their divorce journey is a CDFA relevant? And is it something that they should approach with their ex or on their own? How can a CDFA help you and when? All right, so there are 
different levels of information and knowledge and parts of the journey. So I would say a certified divorce financial analyst is a key person actually when you're thinking about it. I do have a good percentage of my practice where I do receive calls from individuals who may not have communicated this thought completely to their spouse, but they're wondering if we cannot hold our marriage together, what is that going to mean for me financially? Mm -hmm. And I have men and women coming to me with this inquiry. And I feel that investing some time with a CDFA just in a pre-conversation is good. Maybe you won't need this conversation ever. But if you do need this conversation, you are then stepping to the point of that decision more informed. You're more educated. You know mm -hmm. what's going to happen if spousal support, alimony or maintenance, depending on where you reside. If you're going to be needing some support as a lower wage earning or no wage earning spouse, what's it going to look like for you? Right. Is it reasonable for you to consider staying in the marital home or should you be considering something else? These are things that I work out in planning discussions with clients who contact me with these concerns. And we engage for certain periods of time in order to give them that to work through some projections and what have you not. Now, for the families who are already there, that decision has been made. Perhaps counsel has been contacted or maybe they're filing their paperwork on their own. Mm -hmm. It is something you cannot afford not to do, to have a financial professional involved in those discussions. I know that the university of the internet is vast and everyone, <laughs> you, <laughs> I call it the university of the I internet. I love that. How many degrees do we all have? <laughs> From the university of right. the internet. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of courses being offered out there. There's a lot of stuff going on. And it is an excellent source to start, but it is certainly not how you want to journey through it. The average person doesn't know how to parse through what is appropriate. And more importantly, the financial information needs to relate to your specific circumstances. Mm -hmm. And the University of the Internet doesn't provide a unique experience for right, that. That's true. So having a certified divorce financial analyst as a part of your dissolution team is going to give you the research, the analysis, and the strategies that are applicable to your situation and that will see you through to the end of the line, if you follow what I'm saying. So yes. we can take our projections out 10, 15 years if you want to just sort of see what your net worth is going to look like. You're getting a picture post-divorce that doesn't just stop with the signing of the divorce decree by your jurisdiction. We're looking at what's your life going to look like beyond this as well and giving you those planning tools as well. So I would say that's essential. For those who maybe have already gone through the divorce process, everything is done. Mm -hmm. I have had instances where I've been contacted by clients who simply didn't anticipate something happening that wasn't included in the stipulation or the marital settlement agreement. Uh -huh. And now they're, they're coming back to me to just work out some finances without having to re-engage an entire process all over again. Mm -hmm. So I have had that happen as well. So of course, for those considering marriage, I think it's a good idea to sit down and really be transparent about your finances as you're planning for your nuptials so that your marriage can get off to a right start as well. So I think at all different levels, having a CDFA involved in your financial discussions is mission critical. That's great. It really is something that before, during, and after there is value for people who are looking to really have, I think, that peace of mind that you spoke about in that excerpt that you read 
because knowledge really is power and this is something that we really can all take control of and there's no shame in asking for help, especially when there are so many CDFAs who really are able to help you take full control over this and plan out what's next for you in responsible ways. Absolutely. I know that you work on training other CDFAs and I've read a little bit about your approach and it seems like everything is about fostering respect and sensitivity and not just looking at the numbers, but really looking at the client. So I want to know a little bit about what that's like and how you approach this. Well, what I have done is I've crafted a course that is available to new CDFAs who are coming into the practice. And the reason why I did this was I found that as I was building my own practice, in the area where I reside, I wasn't able to connect to mentors, you know, or those to help guide me to set it Uh up. So what I've decided to do is provide a benefit to others so they don't have to come through some of the hard knocks of setting up your practice that I had to do. And I feel that the practice of a CDFA is one based on trust, based on experience, based on proficiency. And I want those coming into the field to reflect those values. I also want to let them know that unlike other financial professionals who intersect in the divorce arena Mm -hmm. and with divorcing clients, I want them to understand that this is not just a situation where you're just crunching numbers and giving someone a report. Yeah. Do you find that that's a struggle to kind of change people's thinking on that? Or do you find that most people who are coming into this profession are, you know, they have that kind of sensitivity and you're just helping them hone it into a professional skill? Like, what is that like? Well, I find that a lot of individuals and professionals coming into the field are coming from very well-established practices. Some of them Uh are in wealth management, some are CPAs, some are even attorneys who, you know, are taking on this designation. Mm -hmm. So they're well, they're well-versed in the areas that they are in. But I find that a lot of times they're not clear how much of a partner you need to be in this with your families. I imagine like like these people that, you know, you say they come from good firms and all different lines of work, and I don't think they, they teach sensitivity in grad school. So no. <laughs> how do you communicate that to them? How do you help make it important to them? Well, what I do in my study, and it, it is an online video conference course that I, that I do teach, mm-hmm. but what I do during that time that they engage with me is I take them through the mechanics of what is involved in that. Mm-hmm. In terms of the interview, how that's set up, how you're setting up your client meetings, the boundaries that you're setting up, recognizing when something actually may not be a case that you need to take. And mm-hmm. perhaps that needs to be referred to another colleague. Right. I have built my practice philosophy on developing a circle of trusted allied professionals. So when I see in my client meetings that perhaps some other work is going to be need to done parallel with what I'm doing Uh with either one or both people, I'm happy to make that referral and make that suggestion. And the reason why I do is because that makes our meetings more impactful, Mm -hmm. our meetings more efficient when we're taking care of those things. So when I am training other CDFAs, I'm bringing to light, the financial analysis piece that they want to try to gain some experience in and learning how to work with the software that a majority of us use in our practice. 
but also understanding that you're a partner with these families. And divorce and separation is an emotional process first and a rational process second. And so you're not a psychologist. You're not trained in social work. That's not your job. But your job is to understand where your clients are coming from, to realize that the first thing that you need to do is identify what their priorities are and make sure that the work that you do after that aligns with that as closely as possible. You So you mentioned that the CDFAs that you help train, they're all over the country. And actually, I don't think we mentioned where you are. So, <laughs> All right. So I'm located in the San Francisco Bay Area in the state of California. Uh-huh. And uh, my office is in Santa Clara, California. So this is where I'm based. New CDFAs contact me from their state of origin. So that is actually nationwide. Right. The majority of my client base is in California, but I do serve clients locally and nationwide for all manner of divorce financial analysis that needs to be done. For my clients that contact me outside the state of California, I often advise that you have a consulting attorney available to deal with the in-state statutory requirements that are going to be done. However, the analysis and the allocation of money, money is a neutral commodity. (laughs) So my ability to take care of that, I'm able to offer those services nationwide. So, yes. So, I mean, I just, I really wanted to point that out to our listeners that no matter where you are, not only is Karen an option, but there are all these CDFAs around the country. And so I was hoping you could give our listeners some tips on how to identify whether or not a CDFA is the right fit for them. And and what do you see as the ideal client experience through a divorce journey? Well, the first thing that you'll want to do is make sure of how you're vetting your CDFA. So certainly Mm -hmm. you can do that from referral. I do have a good deal of client business that is coming from either other clients or other people who know what I do. So that is certainly a trusted source. Right. I would certainly recommend that you look at the Institute for Divorce Financial Analysis, the IDFA, Mm-hmm. Their website contains a list, a very large list, a nationwide list of qualified CDFAs. So you can go there to try to find out who's available there. You can also reference the Association of Divorce Financial Planners as there are CDFAs involved with that organization as well. Now, mm-hmm. beyond that, the next thing you're going to need to do is, of course, reach out by either email or by phone. And what you're really looking for is someone who is understanding where you are, or at least where you're describing you are to them Mm -hmm. in that initial phone call, and someone that you really feel is going to be able to journey with you the way that you need to be. So in other words, if you're feeling like your situation may move to a litigated format, either sooner, later, or at some point in the process, you're going to want a CDFA who is comfortable perhaps being an expert witness, for example. Right. And that's something that you have experience with. I have very much so. And so you're going to want to know that if you're engaging a professional mediator to facilitate your divorce discussions, again, you're going to want to know how comfortable is the CDFA intersecting with another professional, you know, in that way. Right. If you're doing a collaborative process, and for your listeners who are not familiar with that, the collaborative divorce process is a very user-friendly situation wherein the couple agrees to take their divorce out of a litigated process. Each of them have competent legal counsel. Someone like myself, who's a CDFA, will be coming in as a financial neutral. And then, of course, if we need any type of 
psychological professionals or whatever. So basically you're putting together a team and that team takes you through the entire process offline. So again, if you're looking for someone who wants to be a part of that, you want to know that that CDFA is comfortable in a collaborative process. So if you don't know, for example, what you're going to be doing, let's say you're at ground zero. This is, this is coming to you now. It was unexpected. What you're really wanting to know is do you have a CDFA who has the ability to listen and to hear you. Right. Just bottom line. Even if you don't know where things are going to go, are you getting from that initial phone call or that initial meeting with that CDFA, are you getting that? And if you're getting that, then you know you're in the right place. I think that's so important. And I I mean, because, okay, I imagine that a client who is able to find somebody who they feel is really hearing them and able to understand what's going on with them. It must be such a sense of relief at a time when, you know, relationships are shifting. And in many cases, it can feel like the ground is falling apart beneath you. Do you find that a lot of your clients feel very close to you and, and really depend on you as more than just an expert? In some cases, yes. And I, I have experienced situations where one or both parties, and again, in my practice, I see men, I see women, and I uh-huh. see couples. I'm seeing an increase in couples coming to me because I think individuals are starting to understand that the financial piece of what they're doing is key. Uh-huh. But e- even that said, a lot of energy comes into a meeting, and all of it's not necessarily positive. And I've, I've had people express their gratitude to me because they thought they'd never be able to have this discussion with their spouse without a lot of drama. Yeah, I've had people who have been either husband or wife who have not been exactly on board with this process at the uh-huh. beginning and, and who were very skeptical say to me at the end, wow, I'm really glad we did this. Well, yeah, that doesn't surprise me because I find you to be very calming and <laughs> and I imagine that, you know, in, in a in a moment of lots of tension between people who are separating, it's nice to have you kind of in the middle able to connect with both people and to, to also see the numbers for what they are and to kind of refocus things there. I'd like to tell a short story if I could about that. I would that. love that. Go ahead. So this is very brief. So last year coming back from a parent weekend, I was on a flight coming home mm-hmm. and the door had just closed and I heard my name being called on the flight. And I'm like, who knows that I'm on this flight? You know, who knows me that I'm on this flight? Yeah. And I looked up three or four rows in front of me and it was the husband of a couple I'd helped a couple of years ago. Uh, their daughter is also attending Northwestern now. Oh, wow. And he had gone to Parent Weekend and, you know, he was calling my name out and he was like, hey, how are you? What's going on? And what's important about this story is this couple came to me so challenged, uh-huh. so much, so much drama, so many things going on. He was even distrustful. And they both thanked me for the fact that this divorce was initiated when they had teenage children, one who was on the verge of college. For me to be able to see him, and then I asked him where where his wife was, his ex-wife, excuse me, she was on another flight. Mm -hmm. But to know that they both came to Parent Weekend, they were both there for their daughter. He looked happy. He looked, you know, in, in good shape. For me to see that, that's all I needed to see right there. Oh, that's amazing. It must be so, so gratifying because, 
I'm sure you really do provide a lot of relief to families, and it's amazing to be able to see a piece of that. It was. So I just wanted to tell that little short story because that illustrates that. Yeah, I love that. So we are going to take a quick break, and then we will come back and talk a little bit more about how Karen runs her practice, and we're also going to take a deeper look into how gender and culture are affecting the divorce process. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Karen. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. Worthy provides the smart solution for women looking to safely elevate their rings from dusty relics of hard times to financial assets to help you embrace your fresh start. Worthy covers the cost of insurance, shipping, grading, and more. So if you're going to sell, sell smart with Worthy. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to get started. We're ready when you are. We are back with Karen. And Karen, I love that you created an entire workshop about how gender and culture affect the divorce process. And one of the things that we talk a lot about on this podcast is the stigma of divorce and how it makes the process so much harder for women especially, but really I think it's a burden that society is carrying. So I cannot wait to hear all about this workshop, how you came up with the idea and, and what it is. Well, I crafted the workshop because I felt that there were times, particularly since I am a woman of color, that Mm -hmm. we tend to look at divorce as a homogenous process and we really don't break it down because the cause and effect of divorce affects some of us a little bit differently um, in terms of how we're resourced, how much knowledge we have, et cetera. And so I wanted to craft this workshop, which I put together to bring some statistics to the table, which I did do, to bring some noteworthy research to the table, to let folk know exactly how we need to be looking at the subject of divorce. And as a way of example, I just want to illustrate that our country is extremely diverse. We have so many folk wanting to make this their home from other countries. And they are thriving and enjoying this experience. However, they are still bringing their cultural norms with them. And living in the United States where we tend to look at divorce in a less judgmental fashion, if you will, mm-hmm. um, it is still a, a somewhat of a societal stigma, but nowhere near what it is for women coming from other cultures where divorce is not even a subject. So you take that woman, you have her now immigrating to the United States, living here, recognizing that her relationship is not what it should or could be, she's dealing with a lot more layers than just the divorce. Totally. I mean, it's almost like an identity crisis. And and it's it's worse than identity crisis because in a lot of times she is being excommunicated from the family. Wow. Sometimes both sides of her family. I have had situations, and it's usually the woman who comes to see me in these situations, Mm where she is shut out from everything. For that woman, it is a deeper layer, a deeper situation. I find that those situations, families are involved in the divorce process oftentimes. Mm -hmm. So I'm interviewed by sisters and brothers of the individual who's getting the divorce. Wow. (laughs) I'm interviewed by them uh, to find out. So it becomes very much a family affair. What is the bottom line of all this? The bottom line of all this is working as a CDFA 
in this field. You need to kind of be sensitive as much as you can be, do some research, find out whatever you need to find out. But understand if you have a client coming from another culture who's experiencing this, understand that it's not just about the money. She is sometimes going to be starting from sub-zero, not zero, but sub-zero. Sub-zero emotionally, sub-zero from an ego point of view, and sub-zero culturally. And she's going to have to overcome so many things to get back on her feet. And I just wanted to shed light on how we as women look at money and then how women are considered in divorce from other cultures and how we need to meld that whole understanding together. That was the genesis of that workshop. That's amazing. So have you worked with clients who have gone through these kinds of challenges? Indeed, I have. I have been blessed to have a very diverse clientele. And I have seen firsthand the physical effects uh, that someone has had to endure because of this, the psychological effects. Sometimes we have had to pause our engagements to allow other legal journeys to happen in order to put some things in place. I've seen women have to leave careers, have to consider doing a number of things. It can have a bit of heaviness to it, so Mm -hmm. I will not try to obscure that. But all that I'm saying is to lean in. It's necessary to lean in. You don't have to understand everybody from A to Z. But understand that if you're dealing with a situation where the individual is coming from a culture that wasn't divorce positive, all right, that person is going to have a little bit more there, all right, and you're going to want to make sure that when you're dealing with their financial analysis that you're getting them settled and straight for the journey ahead. Mm -hmm. That's going to be very, very important. Yeah. I'm thinking back a couple weeks ago, we did an episode with Nicole Amatoro and we talked about how it's okay to want a divorce. And one of the things that we learned from her story was that she had been in this marriage for, I think, 17 years and mm-hmm. she just felt like she couldn't end it. Like he he was a good man, but she just wasn't happy. And, and so I think about, you know, here she was living in New Jersey, like you said, you know, in an American society that divorce is legal, it's pretty common, but she still felt all this pressure to be a good wife and be the kind of woman that's just going to stick through it, even though it wasn't what was going to lead to a happy life for her. And, you know, how hard it was for her to make that decision. She told us that it took three tries until she finally went through with it. And then you think about somebody who who's from, you know, like you said, a, a culture that maybe they grew up and they didn't even know about the concept of divorce or, or a right. woman being able to want her own life. That's true. That's true. And one of the stories, and I, and I hear this somewhat frequently, mm-hmm. the response that a woman will get who is coming from this type of uh, cultural situation, the the family, the friends will say, and your problem is what? This man is taking care of you. You live in a nice house. You don't have to worry about anything. And so what exactly is your problem? You know, what, what is it that your problem? Because you have everything that you're supposed to have, Mm -hmm. right? So it makes that woman's job that much harder, right? Right. Because you're not even, in some cases, getting family support. They're turning on you. Right. Because they feel like, what are you, ungrateful? What's the situation? Right. You know? I think sometimes we forget how powerful culture can be in these decisions. And 
and the experience of going through with it. So, you know, I think it's certainly not a given that a financial analyst would take a close look at this and and make it something that the field is is talking about and thinking about as they engage with clients. And I, I think it's just so amazing that you've done that and, you know, that this is a part of your work. I just love that. No, I think it's important. I mean, we're a homogenous society. We're a diverse right. society. And you don't need to engage in a lot of work on this. Mm-hmm. I just, I want people to just have more of an awareness, I yeah. guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, be mindful. and Mindful. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, it kind of goes back to the excerpt that you read about, knowledge leads to peace of mind and, you know, being able to take care of yourself and take care of your clients. And I just, it's such a beautiful approach. And (laughs) so I want to talk a little bit more about how you run your practice and what the processes that you've implemented. So you've told me a little bit about this. It's called PI. Yes. Okay. Let's break down PI. Let us break it down. So (laughs) PI is a process that I've come through to sort of guide and inform what I do. So first Mm -hmm. of all, PI is an acronym. The P stands for practice. The I stands for insight. And the E stands for execution. And so when I'm looking at how I am approaching my client families and their situations, Mm -hmm. I start at the beginning with the fundamentals. So at the very beginning of the engagement, we identify what's important to them. What are the priorities here that we need to concentrate on? In some cases, it's the retirement assets. In some cases, it's uh, other assets. In some cases, it's support. Whatever those are, whatever those modules are, I set those up at the beginning in my initial consultation and again in my first meeting if uh, we agree to retain to work. And that is the model by which I start to build my discussions and my analysis. And I follow that model all the way through to the end. So that is what the P engages in. Mm -hmm. It's also really nice for your clients, I think, because it helps them to set some expectations and and to have that peace of mind and awareness of, you know, sort of what's to come and, and what is ahead. Absolutely. So my client meetings involve a short agenda that I send out as a reminder just so that everyone knows what we need to be accomplishing during the meeting. And it's not a hard and fast situation. Sometimes Uh we can't get through certain things. Sometimes there are difficult boulders and we need to step offline from that boulder and build consensus in some other areas and then come back to that that area of difficulty. But I just like folk to know exactly what's going to happen when we're coming in and how we're going to do it. So that's the practice part. The inside part is my leaning in to find out what is it I need to be mindful of in this particular family. All right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the individuals are dealing with health problems. You know, before you were talking about the university of the internet, and I think this is a really important differentiator that, that you had mentioned that, you know, this is so tailor fit to every client that you have. And this is like beyond just having the information. I mean, you're making a, a specific experience for every client. That's amazing. Yeah, each client has a unique blueprint. You would think with divorce, you know, it has its its mechanical parts and you would think, well, everyone is going through this the same way. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one, no one has the same blueprint. And so I want to find out what is it I need to be mindful of? Are there health issues? Are there other issues on mm-hmm. the table? What's happening? Do we have aging parents? Do we have children uh, who are going through some challenges? What, what is it that we have here? So that our discussions, if we need to financially 
can weave that fact in if there are enough resources to address that. So the I part of it is the insight. And that insight includes some things we've already discussed. If I'm dealing with a diverse couple mm-hmm. from another culture, then I'm wanting to know what that's all about right. and so forth. And I want to know what the intentions are. So that's the I part of the pie. And the E is really the execution of what we do. That's crafting the end result. So that is the process by which we're reaching agreement and consensus on the various areas in their particular marital bucket. And I don't leave an area until we're clear, till everyone's clear Mm -hmm. on what we're doing, till everyone is on board with what we're doing. I don't leave anybody behind in the discussion. And once I know that we've closed the circle on that, then I move. And so I try to move in a system that helps build consensus as we go to make that process as easy as it can for something that's not easy. Divorce is not easy. I've gone through it myself and I know divorce is not easy. So I try to move through it in a way that builds consensus and can take people through with the least amount of damage emotionally possible. Right. This idea that you are putting a lot of intention into the different stages of working with your clients and and making sure that they're really comfortable during every step. You know, that's something that we also try to do at Worthy because like you said, it's sensitive. And I think it's just so important to know that you're working with somebody who is invested in your emotional experience of the interaction and just sort of aware of what's going on with you. So I think that's awesome. Well, it's an important piece of who we are as human beings. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of AI discussion right now about how our life could be made easier. But then with with the AI, sometimes we're losing that touch, Mm -hmm. you know, losing that. And so in a journey of life such as divorce, which is so emotionally based, I feel that this is a key part of bringing people through and what your organization does at Worthy in terms of working with individuals with their jewelry, helping them plan financially, helping them to see value in something that they might not have looked at. All Mm -hmm. of that's a part of that journey. All of it. That's right. All of it. Yeah. So you mentioned that you know from firsthand experience that divorce is is a really difficult experience. And you've talked about your daughter and you, did you raise her mostly on your own? Oh, yes, I did. I raised her as a single parent. Mm -hmm. I began the thinking of divorce when she was quite young, and that concluded right around the time she entered elementary school at at first grade. For me, that is why I very much lean into where people are going, because I understand where I've been. Right. I understand what it's like to come out of a situation in which there are a lot of negative data points, both emotionally, psychologically, and physically. And I understand what that's all about. Right. And I also understand what it's like to build that intention that I've mentioned uh, so much throughout our discussion today, because that is how I began my own divorce journey, thinking about what I needed for my daughter, what mm-hmm. I needed for myself, and what were going to be some of the beginning stages of making that happen, and knowing that through that, some of that was going to be painful, and some of it was not going to be user-friendly. But I started with thinking through my plan before I actually executed my plan. And I found that that was at least a positive step forward for me. So that's how I journeyed through it. And because of that, I try to bring some of that insight into the work that I do. Oh, I think it's just so clear that the way that you interact with your clients and the way that you've built your practice and the way that you're helping other CDFAs build their futures, you you really are 
packing it all with empathy and and it just it makes a lot of sense that you've been there and that you're able to really put that in uh, to your practice as well. That empathy is such a big part of your experience working with clients and and the way that you are able to provide really I think the the service that they deserve, which is you know something that's really important to us. And also, you know, the reason that we're so happy that we could have you on this episode, because we always want to celebrate, you know, not just the professionals and the services, but all the things that women in this situation really deserve. And and we think they get the short end of the stick a lot. So we want to celebrate people like you who are providing something worthwhile and worthy of these women, if you will. So I want to know, especially as somebody who has been through it too, what does it mean to you to be able to help families through this process and especially women? You know, it's it's very, very gratifying. I know that's a word that's overused in our culture, but it really does signify what it means to me. I think for me, when I see a woman when the light bulb goes on, and I will give an example of that. Earlier this year, working with a family and she came into the meeting and indicated to me that, Karen, I get it now. I get what you've been trying to say to me these past. I get it. I get it. You know, and she'd been struggling with some of the, you know, financial issues connected with her particular situation and, you know, just wasn't confirmed as to how some of that needed to get transformed. And I'd been continuing to explain it to her and break it down to her. So that's, that's what it means to Mm -hmm. me. And that was why one of the reasons I was so proud to be asked to be a contributor to a published work last year, the stress-free divorce, Mm -hmm. because I feel that this book is a very user-friendly way for someone to take a look at the perspective of divorce from you know, just from a reading point of view. It's not an academic book. It's not a numbers yeah. book. You know, Karen, you'll have to send us the link and, and we'll make it available for everybody at worthy.com slash podcast so that they can Absolutely. find it because it sounds like, you know, something everybody's going to want to read. Absolutely. But that's it. For me, just knowing that women are reaching a point where they can embrace their future. Mm-hmm. They can embrace it. They understand that the financial parameters of their life have changed dramatically right. and permanently in some, some respects, depending on, on where that woman is, is sitting in her life. But she knows now what she has. Right. A lot of women use this time of rebirth. You know how it is. We sometimes put aside some of our own things when we're building family, when we're building a marriage. Right. Some of the things that we're interested in, we just don't have time to do. There's not money to do, whatever the situation is. But now, even though the divorce was painful and not something that we ultimately wanted, you're now seeing a rebirth. Mm-hmm. You can step into some of those things that were put to the side or maybe someone didn't encourage you to do or what what have you not. So when I see women start to take those steps, start to own themselves financially, start to understand their money and how they need to deal with it from now on, working with the right investment professionals, the right estate planning professionals, for me, that's full circle. And I feel that's making divorce better one family at a time who has to go through that. That's how I see it. I love that. So Karen, before we let you go, I have one last question. You have interacted with so many divorced women, and I want to know your professional opinion. Is there a bright future for a woman after a divorce? Yes. Yes. 
And if and if she sets her intention on what her life needs to be, that's going to be her guiding light. That's going to be her North Star. Yeah. If you sit in a circle of confusion, no, you will not move forward after divorce. All right. And that's why my practice is dedicated to making sure you're informed and you're educated because then you can step forward. Then you can step out of the cloud of confusion. Right. And you can move forward on the path that works for you. So yes, there is a bright future after divorce. Well, I couldn't be happier that we were able to have you on. I think, you know, one of the things that we started talking about was this idea that with knowledge comes peace of mind and we're all about empowering women and giving them the tools that they need to get through what can be a really difficult process during the divorce journey. And you are such a wonderful resource and we're so glad to bring you to our audience. So thank you so much for joining us. It was my pleasure to be here today. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Karen for joining us and to all of you for listening. We are beyond excited to tell you that next week, Laura Lifshitz will be back. Her episode on dating is one of your favorites, and we are so excited to have her on again to talk about dealing with your ex. This is one of the tough parts of divorce that feels like it never goes away, especially when you have kids. It can be really hard to truly embrace your fresh start when you feel like your past is constantly nipping at your ankles, but Laura knows exactly how to deal with this and you are not going to want to miss these tips. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle in your feed weekly. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. Worthy is an online auction platform designed to help you sell valuable items like an engagement ring or a wedding set. When you decide to send your ring in, we pay for the shipping and insurance to ensure that it arrives safely to our New York office. Once we receive the ring, we have it professionally graded and photographed, which helps it sell competitively in our buyer network. One of the best parts of working with Worthy is that you get to set the minimum on your item. After the grading, our gemologists will give you a recommended selling minimum, but at the end of the day, you get to decide how much you want to sell the ring for. If the highest bid comes in below that threshold and you decide not to accept it, we'll send you your ring back and we'll even cover the costs of the insured shipping again. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Are you ready to embrace your fresh start? Us too. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to learn more.